Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from 1 Kings 17, our Old Testament reading for this morning. And she went and did as Elijah said, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. This is God's word. In our gospel today from Matthew 6, Jesus tells us, do not be anxious about your life. Don't worry. Don't be filled with anxiety. And to learn about that, he invites you to look at the birds. I know how many of you are bird watchers. Yesterday, as I was getting ready to head up to Amasaw to do the service up there that I do most Saturdays, looked out the window and first I saw a female cardinal. But you only see the bright red ones, the males, right? The, the, the female is more of a brown color. It had this bright orange beak. And you don't often see cardinals around here. It jumped out at me. And so I looked at the birds in that instant. And then about a half hour later, uh, Heather called me to the window because there was a blue jay out there. And I said, I don't like the blue jays. They're mean. So we're looking at the birds. I want to tell you a story of a bird. The birds are supposed to be an example of how we don't worry. How many of you are familiar with the pileated woodpecker? You guys know woodpeckers, right? Everyone knows a woodpecker, right? The pileated woodpecker, if you're not familiar, is a woodpecker on steroids. No, I'm serious. It's, it's like a pterodactyl with feathers. Aren't they? They're, they're massive. They're huge and they're fascinating to watch. So a number of years ago, back when I was serving at my first call in Garrison, Minnesota, Heather was driving our van between Garrison and Brainerd, the big town where we did all our shopping and where the kids went to school. She was on one of the county roads. And a pileated woodpecker flew into the windshield of the van. And to compound matters and make it worse, it didn't glance off the windshield and land on the side of the road. It got stuck between the windshield and the antenna sticking up from the hood of the car. And its broken body was there pressed against the window. And I'm guessing Isabella was probably about eight at the time. Paul would have been about five. Sophia, I don't even know if she was born yet, maybe a year old. Kids were little. It was terrifying. And so when Jesus tells us to look at the birds, and he tells us, don't worry, I'm reminded of that pileated woodpecker. Because sometimes the bird flies into a windshield. Sometimes tragedy even strikes the birds. 
Jesus tells us, do not worry. He does not tell us we will be free from tragedy. He does not tell us we will be free from hardship. He tells us, don't worry about your food or your clothing or your house or your money. Or we can add a whole bunch of things to that list over which we should not worry. But sometimes God's people are hungry. Sometimes God's people are thirsty. Sometimes God's people don't have enough money. Jesus never assures that we will never have problems with these things. He reminds us, do not be anxious. We would have things be like that widow in the Old Testament reading, the widow of Zarephath. Here is a woman who was facing the impending death of her and her son. And I'd I'd like you to reflect that, though every one of us here, I'm sure, at some point has stressed over food or money or clothing or those material things. The Bible calls those things mammon, earthly things, right? We've all stressed about them at some point, probably never to the point of this widow that Elijah encounters. Do you see what her plan is? Elijah encounters her and asks her to first give him some water, and then secondly, to bring him a piece of bread, something to eat. And she says, sure as the Lord lives, I've got a little bit of oil, a little bit of flour. I'm here getting sticks. I'm going to build a fire. I'm going to make something small for my son and I to eat. And then we're going to die. The land is in drought. The land is in famine. And so Elijah gives her this word of hope. Go ahead, go, do as you said. First, bring me a small cake of what you're about to make. And as sure as the Lord lives, you will not see your flower run out. Your flower spent. You will not see your jug of oil run empty until the Lord finally sends rain on the earth. And isn't that how we tend to expect that God ought to care for us? Flour and oil that never runs out. Or in modern day parlance, always steaks in the freezer and beer in the fridge. All the potato chips and Cheetos you could ever want, right? Not quite, but still. We expect a life free from hardship. And therefore, if it's free from hardship, then we will be free from worry. Then we will be free from anxiety. But we all know, every one of us, don't we? That hardship comes for the Christian as well. 
I want you to consider the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Remember that one? The rich man who had everything he wanted at his table and Lazarus was the poor beggar at the gates. We read in Luke 16 that Lazarus the beggar had the dogs come up to him and lick his sores. And he longed for the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And yet the rich man was sent to hell and the poor man Lazarus was the one taken to heaven. Here's a man, one of God's own people in his kingdom, who clearly suffered from hunger. Who clearly had a preoccupation that there was not enough food for him to eat. In that case, God's people did not avoid suffering. Yesterday, we marked the 20th anniversary of 9-11. 2,977 lives lost in the World Trade Center on four different flights in the Pentagon. Office workers, travelers, firefighters, police officers, paramedics, first responders, government workers. Do we really think there were no Christians among them? Of course there were. I reread yesterday the conversation between Todd Beamer on flight 93 and the dispatcher he was able to contact by phone. And how he asked her to pray with him the Lord's Prayer. And then he recited the 23rd Psalm. And he still met a tragic end. You see, tragedy, hardship, Difficulty comes on the people of God. It can come in the form of do I have enough food? Do I have enough money to pay the bills? Do I have what I need in this moment? Am I facing attack from someone who is against me? Am I facing hatred and division in my own family? Am I facing issues at my job? Am I just simply overcome with fear? Do not be anxious about your life. Look at the birds of the air. Yes. The life of a bird can meet its end on a county highway. In an instant. But you will not find a bird spending one minute worrying about that possibility. And that's what we are to learn from our Lord Jesus today in our gospel. Do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. He does not say you won't struggle for that. You won't wonder where your next meal is coming from. You won't wonder if you have enough money to make ends meet. You won't wonder if you're going to be able to make your house payment. You won't wonder. He doesn't say that these things aren't going to be a source of preoccupation. He simply says, do not be anxious.
Seek the Lord and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Because you see, the remedy to anxiety, the remedy to doubt, the remedy to fear, is that we seek God's kingdom and where his righteousness is found. We seek where God is reigning and ruling over all things. We seek where God is fulfilling his word of promise. He gave a word of promise to that widow through the prophet Elijah. We read in our Old Testament reading that the jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. Well, the Lord speaks to you a similar word. That there is a flour, an oil that never runs out. But it's not the kind that puts food in your belly. It's the kind that is food for everlasting life. Your God feeds you an abundant store of riches that never, ever runs dry. No drought can take it away. No thief can steal it from you. It is yours because the blood of Jesus Christ, your Lord, is shed for you. He is your righteousness. Your righteousness, your right standing before God. The troubles of this world, the worries of this world, the preoccupations of this world do not mean that God has neglected you. On the contrary, they are the moments when God teaches you to seek first above all things, not your next meal, not how to make ends meet, Not how to restore that broken relationship above all things. Above those things. Seek Christ who sheds his blood for you. Because no matter what is taken away from you in this life, no matter what comes upon you, though you be Lazarus sitting at the gate longing for crumbs from the rich man's table, though you be the widow of Zarephath, preparing for her and her son to die. The word of the Lord's promise never runs out. You never go without in God's kingdom because there's abundant love, abundant mercy, an abundant righteousness from Jesus for you. You know, that widow of Zarephath we heard about in the Old Testament reading, she was living in a time of drought, famine, 
throughout Israel. Do you know who sent that famine to Israel? It was the Lord. He was punishing Israel for their idolatry, for their chasing after false gods. And she would receive a miracle through the word spoken through Elijah that would feed her and her son. You know what? We're going to hear from 1 Kings 17 again next week. We're going to see her problems didn't end after that just because she had an unlimited supply of flour and oil. No, her worries would return. But God's word would remain. God would be faithful even when it seems that the bad things The worries, the troubles are piling up. Look at the birds. Don't worry. Do not be anxious. Whatever comes, should suffering come, should death come, nothing can take away from you the riches that are yours in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.